0: Hello, Dr. Ross Walker and welcome to Miskawan Cardio. I'd like to talk to you today about the five components to ultimate wellness. Number one is prevention. So if you want to be well, you certainly don't want to get disease. And it's my belief that over 90% of our modern killers are completely preventable. What am I talking about? I'm talking about preventing cardiovascular disease, preventing cancer, preventing Alzheimer's disease. Yes, I said preventing Alzheimer's disease treating diabetes, preventing diabetes, preventing osteoporosis, preventing chronic lung disease, preventing autoimmune diseases. All of these diseases in the whole are basically preventable. Now let me make a really important point here. All diseases are genetic. You say hang on a minute doc, you're telling me on one one hand I can prevent these but you're saying they're genetic so I'm stuck with them. No, 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 no. If you have the genes for a particular condition and then you bring in the wrong environmental stimuli, you'll push yourself towards that condition. So yes, all disease is genetic, but with the right techniques, you can prevent those diseases. And in further podcasts, we'll go into each area and discuss this. So number one, prevention. The best treatment of heart disease, the best treatment of cancer or any other modern illness Is not to get it in the first place. That's prevention. Number two is what I call energy. So there's no point living to your 70, 80, 90 without diseases but feeling tired all the time. So if you do feel tired and it is a very very common complaint with many people especially as you get older you've got to look for the cause of that tiredness. Now there are five components of being tired. Number one is stress. So people who feel stressed if you're working too hard, playing too hard, not getting enough sleep, you will feel tired. So when anyone comes into to me and they say, "Oh, Doctor, I've been really tired over the last few weeks, the first thing I ask them is, what's been going on in your life? Number two is what we call endogenous depression. Now, endogenous depression is not a psychological illness. It's a physical disorder of brain chemicals where the brain chemicals drop. It has three cardinal symptoms. Number one, you feel tired. Number two, you you lose your interest in things. So something you really used to look forward to, you think, oh, who cares? And number three, and this is an important symptom as well, you wake up at two or three in the morning, staring at the ceiling for an hour and you can't get back to sleep. As the depression gets worse, you move into a sense of hopelessness and potentially even thoughts of suicide. That is endogenous depression. And that's where antidepressants work. So if someone goes into their doctor, they can't stand their partner, their kids are on drugs, they hate their job, and they feel depressed, that isn't depression. That's not endogenous depression, that's grief. And antidepressants won't do a damn thing in that situation. But if you have the symptoms of endogenous depression, that's where treatment for depression will actually work and help restore your fatigue levels, your interest in things, your sleeping patterns, et cetera, etc. cetera. Et cetera. Probably the commonest cause of fatigue is a condition we call sleep apnea. Now, we all as males have a degree of sleep apnea and all postmenopausal females have a degree of sleep apnea as well, but anyone at any age can develop sleep apnea. And the one question I need to ask you, which will tell me how bad your sleep apnea is, is when you wake up in the morning after what you perceive to be a decent night's sleep, Do you feel refreshed or unrefreshed? If the answer is unrefreshed, you probably have some form of sleep disorder. It might just be insomnia that needs to be dealt with, but it may be sleep apnea. Now, sleep apnea, what is it? Sleep apnea is where when you drift into a very deep sleep, the airway closes over and can block, stopping you breathing. So when you get into a very deep sleep, the airway is closed. You have a choice. You can stay in a deep sleep with your airway closed. That's called death. Or you can go to a lighter phase of sleep where the airway opens again but you never get good quality deep sleep which you need to rejuvenate you for the next day so that's sleep apnea you don't have to be a heavy snorer it's waking unrefreshed that's the key there number four is you go into your 50s and the hormones go south i call it the pauses it can be menopause for a female which all females around the age of 50 some earlier some later but 50s around the time go through menopause where they lose their their sex hormones but males do the same sort of thing, we just don't menstruate every month and so therefore we lose our hormones but we get similar symptoms with the hot flushing, the irritability, etc, etc. So that's the pauses and that's another cause of fatigue. The final cause of fatigue before we move on to chronic fatigue syndrome which is a different issue altogether is some sort of medical disorder or some medical treatments. So there are many people, for example, who are on medications for certain conditions, such as, for example, the statin drugs to lower cholesterol. And about 30% of people, as an example, who take statins will have a degree of fatigue on the statin therapy. But it doesn't have to be medications. You might be iron deficient. So here's an issue. Your doctor does a blood count and looks at your haemoglobin levels and they're normal. And he says, well, therefore, your iron's good. Doesn't work like that you can be severely iron deficient with a normal haemoglobin. So if you're tired, one of the tests your doctors should be doing, looking at your iron studies and your ferritin levels, but also looking at your thyroid, looking at your kidney function, looking at your blood count, looking at your liver function, looking at your calcium levels. There's a whole lot of different blood tests, measuring the hormones, different blood tests we can do, which can point towards some medical cause of tiredness. Any medical disease, For example, the commonest commonest symptom of rheumatoid arthritis is tiredness, not joint pain. A a strong symptom of heart disease is tiredness. So any any tiredness, fatigue needs to be investigated. And if, for example, you have been incredibly tired for more than three months and no cause can be found, then someone may diagnose you with a condition chronic fatigue syndrome, which is outside the scope of this discussion but certainly if you're tired, you've got to find out why. Now just say you've made it into your 50s and 60s and you just get a bit tired. You don't have any of those specific conditions. One of the tips I give people is that there is a supplement ubiquinol in a dose of 100 to 150 milligrams daily. That is the active component of coenzyme Q10 and that can certainly improve your energy levels. I take it every day just to give me energy along with something called magnesium orotate. Now, it's not the magnesium, which is good for you for other reasons, but it's the orotate component, so it's the orotate salt that actually lifts up the CoQ10 in the mitochondria in the cells and gives you energy. So, if you imagine a cell, which is a single unit that, that creates different things, so a liver cell makes liver proteins, a heart cell pumps, many, and brain cell thinks. So, a cell has the outside covering called the membrane, it has the nucleus, which is the the, where all the genetic materials house but it also has a thing called the mitochondria which is like the fuel pack of the cell so it doesn't matter what sort of flash car you drive if you don't have an energy source for the car it won't move and it's the same thing the mitochondria is our energy source and coenzyme q10 which is increased with ubiquinol and magnesium orotate gives you energy so that's energy so that's number two number three is what i call body wellness now body wellness isn't just about having a regular exercise habit. Body wellness is looking at your weight. Do you have ideal body weight or are you carrying far too much weight or are you too thin? So it's getting a balance there in, your, in the weight. And don't think about things like BMI or, or what it says on the scales. Get a tape measure, measure around the belly, For males, your waist circumference should be less than 95 centimetres. For females, it should be less than 80 centimetres. I'm sorry, ladies, I don't make the rules. And if you have a waist circumference more than that, you're carrying too much of the dangerous fat, which is abdominal fat. And let me also make the point, I mentioned sleep apnea before. Fat around the throat can make sleep apnea worse. So the two really dangerous sources of fat, the two really dangerous sites of fat in the body are abdominal obesity and fat around the throat so it's looking at your ideal body weight number one as far as body wellness goes number two is what I basically fitness how fit are you what what are your energy levels and I mentioned three to five hours a week to give you the right dose which will keep you healthy and keep your weight down but then there's what I call musculoskeletal wellness and so for example I played soccer and squash to my mid 50s I've destroyed my right knee my right shoulder I've recently had a knee replacement Uh, So you've got to keep the musculoskeletal system working well. For example, I don't know too many people over the age of 60 who don't have something wrong with their neck or their lower back. Very, very common complaint. And you certainly need to get good mechanical therapy that will help keep your neck and your lower back working well and certainly you want to keep your joints healthy as well. Then there's also basically sensory wellness. So sensory wellness, you've got to have good hearing, good sight good sense of smell, good sense of taste, and good sense of what we call our peripheral senses such as light touch and proprioception, which is our, proprioception is our joint position sense. And then there's beauty is only skin deep, but everyone wants to look well as well, they want to have good, good quality skin, don't have too, spend too much time in the sun, don't smoke, don't drink too much alcohol, all of these things can affect your appearance. So that's body wellness. The next one is mind wellness. You want to keep your mind sharp, and I can give you five tips to being sharp as you get older. Number one is to keep working. So people who keep working or keep an interest in their profession or employment have much better brain and cognitive function as they get older. Number two, is to be open to change so as people get older they tend to be fixed in their ways but you want to be open to change do different things with different people travel widely etc 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 number three is use it or lose it so people who continue to challenge their brain as they get older even simple things like crosswords sudokus brain training but also doing challenging courses adult education all of these things are terrific for the brain number four is hanging around with optimistic people. So for example, if you if you have a partner who is optimistic like you're optimistic, it is much better for your health. And that's finally number five, be optimistic yourself. So that's mind wellness. Then finally, emotional wellness. So people who nurture their inner happiness and their external happiness have much better long-term outlook in terms of wellness, in terms of health, and it's really, really important. I'll be focusing in one of the podcasts purely on how we achieve internal and external happiness. So they are the five key components of ultimate wellness. Thank you very much.